Greetings once again to the four corners of the earth. This is Coach Harv here with my man, Mr. Tao. Fred, how you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. How about yourself? No complaints whatsoever, man. Lots of moving in the NBA. We're going to get to in just a second. If you are not currently following CHHCS Network and Grow the Heck Up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere on social media, make sure you're doing it. They're responsible for us being able to get on here and do this podcast. And without further ado, Fred, there's been lots of movement right into the first day of free agency, man. Tons uh -huh. of movement. Uh, last week, we speculated a little bit right. that Kate may or may not stay. We know right. he's packing his even though he's not going to play for a season. Let's start there, man. Kyrie, KD, and DeAndre Jordan to the Brooklyn Nets. <sighs> Knicks fans are upset in New York, B. I'm in NY. They, they upset. Upset in New they York. Have, I, yeah. saw, I saw a uh, meme yesterday, or I should say last night after we finished our tournament, man, that they didn't land anyone, so they signed Stephen A to where you go or something. <laughs> You know what's funny? Here's the thing: they did they did land somebody. They did they land three new pieces. It's just the fact they weren't the three <laughs> that everybody was thinking. Um, but this KD deal, I think it's um, it's gonna be interesting. DeAndre Jordan with with Kyrie, um, this year, maybe they get, in my opinion, the number four seed. I mean, it does a lot. You bring Kyrie in. Um, you bring DeAndre Jordan in. The, um, I assume DeAndre is going to start. You put the kid Allen on the bench, which makes right. them a lot deeper than they were before. Um, and the Nets still have all their pieces. It's not like they lost it. I mean, yeah, DeAndre Russell is is gone, but on his way to Golden State. On that's his way to Golden State, but you got Kyrie Irving, so that's a wash. Actually, you right. got better. <laughs> you got you got you got slightly better. Um, yeah, Nets, I can see them being a top four seed in the East now, for sure. When KD yeah. comes back, gotta see what he, what it, who is he when he comes back? Right, because uh, I mean, end of the day, he's probably gonna miss the whole season next year. Right. Um, he may come back towards the end as possible, but chances right. are he's gonna miss the season. So, when you look at that going forward, the one thing I look at that is I look at KD more as a one-on-one -on -one type player. I look at Kyrie as more of a one-on-one -on -one type player. Do you have a situation there where it's kind of like Houston with a big man to bang and get boards? Or do you see them being able to put a team on the floor that plays more team basketball instead of deferring to the one-on-one? -on -one? Depends on the coach. Depends on the, 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 what the coach demands, right? If it's a um, Dan Tony situation where the coach's offense is more isolation one-on-one, -on -one, then that's what they're going to do. If the coach's style is more, I mean, and if you look at last year, if last year's an indi indication, um, they ran more team-oriented ball. D'Angelo Russell did a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, right? Um, to be the point guard, he did a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. Right, and, and, and Kyrie's pretty much the same guy, you know what I mean? He's, he's kind of right. scored first, in my right. opinion. Right, so you got we got to see. We got to see what it looks like, right? And then... I mean, so there's two adjustments here. There's going to be adjustment this season because you're sticking possibly the best one-on-one -on -one guard in the league on this team. Kyrie is probably the best one-on-one -on -one guard in the league, right? Yeah, um, sure. And then you're, you're sticking DeAndre Jordan, who's in a very aggressive 
big man that still can jump out of the gym, right? Allen was a big man, but Allen is passive. DeAndre is a very aggressive big man. So that there's, that's the first adjustment. And then right. you got an adjustment next season when you drop KD in the picture, mm-hmm. right? And depending on where he is recovery-wise, how right. much of him you drop in the picture. So we, it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens in New York, B. Um, and it looks like the, the Knicks are still are, are turning into the team number two. And I'm like, we, you talked about it, man. It's, it's been a, a rough stretch for y'all, man. Yeah, it's only – here's the thing. And then when news came out last night that that um, Katie really wanted to come to the Knicks, right. but, uh, but Dolan just didn't – he fronted on the money. He didn't want to give him a max deal because of the injury. And I, like, so do you feel like it's one of those situations where you take that chance because people have come back from injury? It is KD. Do you think he just didn't want to take that chance, didn't know how healthy he was going to be? I mean, now you have to watch in New York handle business, man, I mean, as long as he comes back healthy. You got to think, like, here's, here's what I would be thinking. I don't know what they were thinking, but here's what I would be thinking. If the man wants to come. Find him, make what happen then you let's make it happen because when he comes, he's coming with Kyrie. So, yeah, you're not getting KD this year, this season coming, but you're getting Kyrie. You're getting Kyrie with Dennis Smith Jr., R.J. Barrett, the other young pieces that you got, and DeAndre Jordan is probably staying now because him and KD are supposed to be mad close. So you're probably getting DeAndre to stay. Do you take a chance on that? Absolutely. When you're a team like the Knicks in a market like New York, the reason you take a chance for that is because you could tell your fan base, we tried. Even if KD doesn't come back 100%, if he comes back 80% of himself, like, hey, yeah, okay, the joke would be, yeah, the the stars don't come to New York to the Knicks until they're, like, past their prom or injured. Mm -hmm. But but at least you took it when you went after him. Right when you made the initial move to move that and go after him, he was fine. He was healthy. I mean, remember, Porzingis was moved in a sense. At least that's what they were telling us. He was moved to make room for two max guys. Yeah, you know. So we'll see. And there we'll she see. is, uh, Kimba to Boston. Kimba to Boston. Kyrie's out. Kimba's in. I believe that also sent uh, Terry Rozier to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte. Yep. Yeah, Boston is going to be interesting because Boston has some great pieces, but now they have nobody inside. Because and I believe Horford's gone now too, right? Horford went to Philly, so they got a problem in the middle that they got to address, right? Yeah, and B, uh, Horford, both of them, yeah. both of them like to shoot shoot the J too, man. Yeah, but at least they, they at least they were a force rebounding down low. Boston looks like to me they need to go grab a a, um, a McGee, Javel McGee, somebody on that front. They don't need a, a, a all star. Nah, they, nah. you know, they just need somebody to, to run the floor, play D, grab rebounds. Um, Javel McGee might fit perfect in what they're going to do because right. Kimba, Kimba and Kyrie are pretty much. And I know people are going to say this, I'm crazy, but to me, Kimba and Kyrie are a wash. They are wash. One is a bit more flashy, so he's going to get the oohs and the ahs. Kimber's not going to get the oohs and the ahs. But when you look at their numbers, yeah, 
Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say, man. I don't think. I mean, you'll probably have some people that get on you for that, but I I agree with you, man. One of them may not, and arguably, Kimba can hit the highlight reel as well. Right. But there, right. there's some players. I think obviously it's probably gonna be a better fit for Kimba than it was for for Kyrie, especially looking at some of the issues they had last year with the locker room and kind of Kyrie against the the rest of the team. So when you right. you get a change there. To where you're going, you got a new guy coming in, getting accustomed to your system. Hopefully, his personality meshes well with the rest of the squad there. And you got to look at it like this: that the squad, that squad that's still left over, has been further in the playoffs than Kimba. Kimba, yeah. I don't think, has been out of the first round. You know what I'm saying? That squad got to the Eastern Conference Finals. The, right. At least the, the core of that squad got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Indeed. So yeah, I think I think there's that. That's a good move for Boston. And then Jimmy Butler to Miami. Man. That to me, that's interesting. Um, I know that last year we speculated a little bit. Possibly L.A. was one of those landing spots as well. And there's a couple of rumors right now with L.A. <laughs> involving even Kawhi. Man, how I don't know yet. Let's but, go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's and I know. Go. So, just to set a backdrop with this, because. We're similar in this way. We both like LeBron, the basketball player. Yeah. Um, and I the business, did man. the same thing with him as I did with Shaq when he played. I really like watching Shaq play the game. I like his personality. It's been the same way with LeBron. So I found myself wherever Shaq was, the same with LeBron. Wherever LeBron is, I have a close eye on that team. I don't know if I'd call it my team, but, you know, I, I secretly root for him. I hope they do well. So you are a huge L.A. fan now, too. Yeah, oh, for the next LeBron, for the next three seasons. Next three seasons, there you go. <laughs> so, and when LeBron moves again, I'm sure it will move. So, uh, how does this how does this even happen if they're going to get that done? Someone's taking less money, obviously, right? Well, no, they have space now. They got rid of rush. They got rid of um the there were I think six people on the roster. I saw oh, seven okay. people on the roster after this AD deal. They got rid of three of those pieces, and now they have enough money to sign a Kawhi, right? Wow. I mean, because he's the biggest piece that's still out there. He's yeah. the biggest piece in free agency that's still out there, right? right. So right. Um, they have a choice. They either go get Kawhi and fill the roster off with, you know, Guys. some relationships, right? You right. got to fill it in relationships, right? Relationships. And, I mean, in that situation, you're having AD, a LeBron, and a Kawhi. I don't think you're going to have to twist anyone's arm to come play with them. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You'll be able to fill that roster out with – and not with, like, garbage. You'll be able to fill I, that roster out with some quality quality guys, right? So, because the, the word is, is wherever Kawhi goes, Danny Green is coming, right? So, you get a chiseled vet that knows what to do. He's not flashy, but he knows what to do. He's a champion. Uh, You know, three chips, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah. Danny Green has Just three chips. one. In Toronto with Kawhi. Exactly. So yeah. if you if the Lakers get him um along with Kawhi, I mean they've they've you probably see a Rondo. Um you might see a re entrance, at least in my opinion, to the league for Carmelo Anthony. Right? Melo. Yeah, you keep saying that and that's that'd be very interesting, man, because that's you're just putting another shooter in with that you gotta look at what's yeah. You gotta look at what's available, right? So you gotta you gotta start saying, well, we got these three guys, max guys, 
and I don't think they can move around their contracts right now. Right, right. Right. So if you can't move around their contracts, you got to use the the mid level exemption. You got to use everything you have in your ability. Plus, you most importantly, you got to worry about the, the the two things, what I call relationships. One, the relationships that your current players have with other players that are not on the roster, right? And maybe looking for a team. And then the other relationship is vets that may not necessarily have an allegiance to right. players on the a, on a, on a roster, but look for a chip. Kind of like what Miami did, right? When those, yep. the, the victory got together in Miami, it was guys that hadn't won chips in the league um, and, you know, kind of on the downside of their career, yeah. on the other half, I said, you know what? I'll take a pay cut to come play with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, according to LeBron and D. Wade, they had to eliminate people on a list because they were getting calls from people that were, like, bad in a locker room, that were notoriously bad in a locker room, like great basketball players, but notoriously yeah. bad for locker rooms. So they had to figure that stuff out. So you bring Kawhi to LA, yeah, go get a rest of a pretty good roster. I do, and and with especially the way the seems like the East and West are balancing a little bit more as we go through, and we'll see where where other landing spots are. But man, LA lands Kawhi, and again, just speculation right now. I don't right. I mean, put put hey, let suit me back up for about eighty two. Man, I might be able to just knock down a shot or three, man. You feel me? I'll be the dude in the corner. Just give me the rock. I'll shoot, I'll shoot three. Don't worry. Right. The still there. Play a little D, be good to go. <laughs> that, that would be interesting. Because at the end of the day, they're going to do, at least in my opinion, they're going to try to figure out how to surround LeBron these next few years. I mean, you don't make that kind of move for a player that's, what, 34 years old now to not win the championship they're not just trying to play basketball games and get a four or five seed and be gone i'm sure yeah, last year win. you know the last year puts the puts the taste in the mouth of lebron for me like man i missed the playoffs for the first time <laughs> me i know he's hungry you, you add ad possibly add Kawhi, man i mean i'll leave it until it's done but that would be tough to deal with what do you think about golden state's addition of d'angelo russell I think that could work well. I'm assuming by bringing him in, they're going to move Steph to the two. That's my assumption. Um, with, but I think they got to sign Boogie. They got to sign Boogie. I think that would help. I think that would help because Clay's, Clay's there now. You're going to yeah. have Clay. You're going to have the Splash Brothers. Well, Clay's got- out for at least, at least half the season, right? Yeah. So you bring – I mean, and when Clay comes back – you can actually move Clay to the three, right? And let then let those two dudes play in the backcourt, right? And um, they could be dangerous. I mean, if yeah. they sound boogie, Cousins is a name still floating around, so I think that's someone yeah. they definitely should try to make yeah. sure up. Especially if they know how it's, how his health is better than everyone else does. So if he's right. from that Achilles injury, I think they should go ahead. I agree. Go ahead and right. see what they can do to get to get him locked up. Right, and then they should have enough money now to help get some depth over there. You know, yeah. they should have some money because they didn't sign. Um, D'Angelo wasn't eligible for a supermax deal, so they should have some money now to say, all right, we can lock up some some quality depth. Right now, maybe not all star talent, all star level depth, 
but quality does. Right. right. Yeah. Wrapping it up for what's done right now, at least a couple smaller moves as well. So, um, for, I mean, Kings right here in Sacramento, they uh, signed, uh, who was it? Harrison Barnes uh, for a four-year deal or something like that, I think. Nice. And then, what's that? I said nice. Very nice. Yeah, and I, I think it is, man. They have some good young players. I still don't know if they're going to do anything in the West, but they're I mean, not. It, at least, they're, they're at not. least, at least, add some bodies, man. Uh, they're not. They got. They got to worry about what's your face. I mean, Willie Colley Stein wants to leave. They, they got to worry about that, right? They're, they're not going anywhere. Good yeah, luck. They're not doing anything. <laughs> then Indiana, man. Indiana, a couple of low key deals, man, and uh, Brogdon. Man, I like the Brogdon addition a lot. Uh, yeah. I think Lynn, Indiana. Uh, did Lynn even play in Toronto? No, no, no. Lamb, Lamb, Lamb. Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb from Charlotte. He yeah, went there. That's right. Oh, gosh. I think if you look in order of, to me, to me, right? If you look in order of the moves yesterday, I think obviously Brooklyn stole the show by bringing Katie and 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 and, and um and Kyrie and 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 DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. I think underneath that is Philly, Philly acquiring Horford, Horford. right? Get into bias, and then in that sign and trade deal, adding Josh Richardson, I think mm-hmm. that's number two. But then, then, then to me, Indiana, when you're talking about bringing Matthew Brogdon in, putting him with Jeremy Lamb, and then you're going to get back a healthy Victor Oladipo back, hopefully next year. That to me, and then you got to look at Utah. Utah brings in <laughs> Mike Conley, right? <laughs> Two-way two guard, man. He does it all. Yeah, you bring in Mike Conley, right? I think those are the four, the top four so far, depending on where Kawhi goes. Right. right? Depending on where Kawhi goes. Those are probably, to me, the top four free agency moves so far. Um, and we can't really call the Utah thing a free agent move because they traded for, for Conley. So right. I'll take that off the list. I'll take right. Utah off the list. But those three, Philly. I mean, uh, Brooklyn, Philly, and Indiana. Yeah. That's, that's those two moves. And, and it's to be continued. So, I know we're going to be watching it close. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you think there's a shot? I mean, obviously there is. But how good of a chance does Toronto have to keep Kawhi there, do you think? I don't know. But it, it almost doesn't matter now. Because when you look at the, when you look at the East now, Toronto is not even, even if Kawhi stays, in my opinion, Toronto's not the favorite right now. They're Who not. Is? Philadelphia. Philly. Philly's yeah. the favorite right now. Yeah. Because Philly has. Horford? Philly has an insurance policy now. Horford, not just, not just because of Horford, but you're, you're adding Josh Richardson and you got Tobias, right? Um, they become arguably the best defensive team in the NBA, arguably now, um, position by position, they become, because you don't have to start Hartford. I mean, they will. Um, obviously, the man is making $20-something million. He's, gonna, he's not coming off the bench. He's going to start. <laughs> right? But he's probably going to be there starting. Yeah, I would think so, too. He's going to be there starting four. So when you look at that, you're saying, hey, if Joel Embiid's tummy hurts, he can't play, <laughs> Right? It's madness where he, my tummy hurts and I can't play in the playoffs. I can't play a playoff game. 
Horford can actually get you in a playoff game. He can get you 25 and 15, right? So it'll make up for Joel Embiid if he can't play per se, right? It'll make up to some degree. Um, Tobias doesn't have to worry about Jimmy Butler because that was the big issue. It was like, all right, Tobias wanted touches, but Jimmy, Jimmy wanted touches, and it limited, obviously, there's only one basketball. So the two of them were fighting for touches, right? I think Philly becomes the favorite in the East um, because Milwaukee has gotten weaker. Brogdon is gone. They did keep Lopez. I think Philly's the favorite. And then next year. Even with Kawhi and Toronto. Even with Kawhi and Toronto. Toronto becomes probably the second best um, or third best team in the East with Kawhi. And then next year, um, or the year after, when, when Durant comes back, the Nets automatically have to be the favorite in the East. As soon as, I mean, when when KD comes back, the Nets automatically have to be the favorite in the East, no matter what happens, right? Because there's no major free agents next year that are, are, are going to be up unless there's a trade. There are no major free agents available after this season that's right. coming up. So that would automatically make Brooklyn, unless there's another LeBron James in, in high school or college or something, man, we don't know about <laughs> yet, right? Unless, right. Or there's a kid overseas somewhere that we have no idea about, right? Unless those two things are there, right? Brooklyn has to be the automatic favorite out the East, Man. even if Kawhi stays in Toronto. So, it's going to be interesting, man. All eyes on NBA free agency. Uh, still yeah. some players out there. 